0: chapter 2 faith versus fear and he saith unto them why are ye fearful o ye of little faith then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea and there was a great calm matthew 8:26 when the believer is brought into peace with god he doesn't tremble at the thought of god's power he doesn't ask will he plead against me with his great power Instead, he says, No, that very power, once my terror and fear, is now my refuge and my hope, for he will put that very power in me. I rejoice that God is almighty, for he will lend me his omnipotence. He will put strength into me. Job 23, 6. The very power that would have damned my soul now saves my soul. God puts into me the very power that would have crushed me so that the work of salvation may be accomplished. No, He will not use it to crush me, but He will put that very strength into me. Do you see there the Mighty One upon His throne? Dread Sovereign, I see your powerful arm. Will you crush the sinner? Will you utterly destroy him with your strength? No, He says. Come here, child. Then, if you go to His almighty throne, He says, I give to you the same arm that made you tremble before. Go out and live. I have made you mighty, as I am, so you can do My works. I will put strength into you. The same strength that would have broken you to pieces on the wheel will now be put into you so that you can do mighty works. This great strength sometimes goes out in prayer. Did you ever hear a man pray in whom God had put strength? You have heard some of us poor, weak souls pray, I dare say, but have you ever heard a man pray whom God had made into a giant? Oh, if you have, you will say it is a mighty thing to hear such a man in supplication. I have seen him as if he had seized the angel and would pull him down. I have seen him now and then slip in his wrestling but like a giant he has recovered his footing and seemed like jacob to hurl the angel to the ground i have observed the man lay hold upon the throne of mercy and declare i will not let you go except thou bless me genesis 32:26 i have seen him when heaven's gates have been apparently barred go up to them and say you gates open wide in jesus' name And I have seen the gates fly open before him as if the man were God himself, for he is armed with God Almighty's strength. I have seen that man, in prayer, discover some great mountain in his way, and he prayed it down until it became a very molehill. He has beaten the hills and made them like chaff by the immensity of his might. Some of you think I am talking in exaggeration, but such cases have been seen in the past and they are still seen now. Oh, to have heard Martin Luther pray! When Philip Melanchthon was dying, Luther went to his deathbed and said, Melanchthon, you will not die. Oh, said Melanchthon, I must die. It is a world of toil and trouble. Melanchthon, Luther said, I have need of you, and God's cause has need of you, and as my name is Luther, you will not die. The physician said he would die. Well, down went Luther on his knees, and he began to tug at death. Old death struggled mightily for Melanchthon, and he had nearly got him on his shoulders. Drop him, said Luther. Drop him. I want him. No, said death. He is my prey. I will take him. Down with him, said Luther. Down with him, death, or I will wrestle with you. Luther seemed to take hold of the grim monster and hurl him to the ground. Martin Luther came off victorious, like an Orpheus with his wife, up from the very shades of death. He had delivered Melanchthon from death by prayer. Oh, you say, that's an extraordinary case. No, not half as extraordinary as you think. Men and women have done the same in other cases. They have asked something of God and have had it. They have been to the throne, showed a promise, and said they would not come away without its fulfillment, and they have come back from God's throne having succeeded in prayer with the Almighty, for prayer moves the arm that moves the world. Prayer is the sinew of God, someone said. It moves his arm. And so it is. Truly, in prayer, with the strength of the faithful heart, there is a beautiful fulfillment of the text. He would put strength in me. Not only in prayer, but in duty. The man who has great faith in God and whom God has girded with strength, how gigantic does he become? Have you never read of those great heroes who put to flight whole armies and scattered kings like the snow on salmon? Psalm sixty-eight fourteen. Have you never read of those men who were fearless of foes? And marched onward before all their opposers as if they would just as soon die as live? I read of a case in the old church of Scotland that was before that King James who wanted to force his preferred form of government upon them. Andrew Melville and some of his associates were deputed to wait upon the king, and as they were going with a written scroll ready, they were warned to take care and return, for their lives were at stake. They paused a moment, and Andrew said, I am not afraid, thank God, nor feeble-spirited in the cause and message of Christ. Come what pleases God to send, our commission will be carried out. At these words the deputation took courage and went forward. On reaching the palace and having obtained an audience, they found His Majesty attended by Lennox and Aaron and several other lords, all of whom were English they presented their remonstrance. Aaron lifted it from the table and glanced over it. He then turned to the ministers and furiously demanded, Who dares sign these treasonable articles? We dare, said Andrew Melville, and will give our lives in the cause. Having thus spoken, he came forward to the table, took the pen, subscribed his name, and was followed by his brethren. Aaron and Lennox were confounded. The king looked on in silence, and the nobles in surprise. This is how our good forefathers appeared before kings, and yet were not ashamed. Scripture, The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from thy law. Psalm 119, 51. Having thus discharged their duty, after a brief conference the ministers were permitted to depart in peace the king trembled more at them than if a whole army had been at his gates. Why was this? It was because God had put His own strength into them to make them masters of their duty. You have some such people in your midst now. They may be despised, but God has made them like the lion-like men of David, who would go down into the pit in the depth of winter and take the lion by the throat and slay him second samuel 23:20 20. we have some in our churches but only a remnant i admit who are not afraid to serve their god like abdiel faithful found among the faithless faithful only he we have some who are superior to the customs of the age who refuse to bow at mammon's knee and who will not use the ornamental language of too many modern ministers but stand out for god's gospel and the pure white banner of Christ, unstained and unspotted by the doctrines of men. Then they are mighty. They are mighty because God has put strength in them. Will I hold on to the end? asks the believer. Yes, you will, for God's strength is in you. Will I be able to bear such and such a trial? Yes, you will. Cannot omnipotence stem the torrent? Certainly He can, and omnipotence is in you, for like Ignatius of old, you are a God-bearer. You carry God about with you. Your heart is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and you will yet overcome. But can I ever stand firm in such and such an evil day? Yes, you will, for God will put His strength in you. I was with some ministers some time ago when one of them observed, Brother, If there were to be stakes in Smithfield again, I am afraid they would find very few to burn among us. Well, I said, I don't know anything about how you would burn, but I know very well that there will never be any lack of men who are ready to die for Christ. Oh, he said, but they are not the right sort of men. Well, I said, but do you think they are the Lord's children? Yes, I believe they are, but they are not the right sort. Ah, I replied, but you would find them the right sort if they came to the test, every one of them. They do not have burning grace yet. What would be the use of it? We do not need the grace until the stakes come, but we should have burning grace in burning moments. If a hundred of us were now called to die for Christ, I believe there would not only be found a hundred, but five hundred who would march to death and sing. All the way. Whenever I find faith, I believe that God will put strength into the person, and I never think anything to be impossible to someone who has true faith in God, as long as it is written, He would put strength in me. Caesar could not swim the Tiber River, clothed as he was in his military garb. And do you hope to swim the Jordan with your flesh about you? No, for you will sink then unless Jesus will lift you from Jordan and carry you across the stream as Aeneas lifted Anchises upon his shoulders from the flames of Rome. You will never be able to walk across the river. You will never be able to face that tyrant death and smile in his face unless you have something more than mortal flesh. You will need to have the belt of divinity around you, or else your strength will fail you when you need it most. Many a person has ventured to the Jordan in his own strength, but, oh, how he has shrieked and howled when the first wave touched his feet! There was never a weakling who went to death with God within him who did not find himself mightier than the grave. Go on, Christian, for this is your promise, He would put strength in me. Weak though I am, yet through His might I all things can perform. Go on, Do not dread God's power, but rejoice that He will put His strength in you. He will not use His power to crush you.